You're listening to the Effortless Life Podcast, Episode 7. What we're talking about today is something we have all dealt with at one time or another in our lives. Maybe you're dealing with it right now. In fact, I think to an extent, it's something we each deal with at least a little bit every single day. Now, for some people, it's a big thing, so overwhelming that it literally debilitates them and crushes their chances of success. For others, it's a little thing that they've learned to live with and learn from, which no longer holds them back, even though it still tries to creep in and undermine their progress. What on earth am I talking about? Well, stay tuned. Globally ranked among the top shows in business and education, we're changing the way entrepreneurs work by changing the way they think about work. If you're ready to run your business like a real CEO, instead of your business running you, you're in the right place. You don't have to work as hard as you think you do to create the influence, income, and impact you deserve. It's time for a new way to do business. This is the Effortless Life Podcast. Here's your host, Courtney Elmer. Hello, my beautiful friends. Okay, I am really looking forward to digging into this topic with you today because this one's really important. I know you heard me say that like a million times because yes, every topic we cover here on the show is important, but this one is really, really important because this one affects us all. What is it? Fear. What do you think of when I say that word? More importantly, what do you feel? Even notice where do you feel it? Where in your body? Webster's Dictionary says, fear is an unpleasant feeling triggered by the perception of danger, real or imagined. Hmm. Okay, so let's think about your body's fight or flight response for a second. What's its purpose? Why does it exist? To alert us to danger, right? To let us know when things aren't safe, when things have gotten off track. It's not just being there for the sake of being there. It's a response to something that's dangerous. Yet fear is a little different. Fear is something that at times is real and can alert us to danger, to keep us on the safe path, to show us where we need to go. But other times, fear is exactly what the dictionary says it is. It can be real or it can be imagined. And if it's imagined, then that means it's not real. It's the difference between actual danger, an armed robber breaking into your house, and imagined danger the monster that you were scared of hiding under your bed when you were five. So how do you tell the difference? Because as we go through life, we feel fear. And we all know that fear has this way of holding us back from doing the things we really want to do. And often we let that happen because fear can feel scary. It can feel immobilizing. It can literally stop you in your tracks and keep you from moving forward. It's kind of like your brain's way of playing possum, just reacting to any fear-inducing situation, regardless of whether it's real or imagined, because your body reacts the same way, no matter what, no matter if it's real or imagined. So the important thing is to learn how to tell if the fear you're feeling is real or not. And that's what we're going to talk about here today. Now, the easy answer, of course, is to just say that most fear is imagined. Truly, most of the fear that we feel is fear of things that we just make up in our minds. Sure, anything can happen at any time. Yes, you could get carjacked today. You could find yourself in a situation that is truly life-threatening, something that is genuinely fear-inducing. But I think it's safe to say that for the most part, if you're not living in a country where war is happening on the soil outside your front door, or if there is not some sort of imminent threat to your life on a daily basis, that a lot of the fear you might be feeling is imagined. And that's actually a good thing because that's where we can go in and start to examine it 
and dismantle it. Now, in my work, both with entrepreneurs and businesswomen, this is one of the things that comes up a lot. And not just women, men too. Your own fear is one of, if not the biggest obstacle you face. And more importantly, what you're allowing that fear to dictate is possible for you or is not possible for you. And luckily for most of us, our lives aren't actually in danger every day. But to your body, regardless of whether it's real or perceived fear, your body can't tell the difference. And that's where it does get dangerous. That's where that fight or flight response comes into play, right? That stress, that overwhelm, that anxiety, that racing heartbeat. Think about someone suffering from severe anxiety in the aftermath of a traumatic event. Maybe someone suffering with PTSD, for example. Even though they're not physically in danger anymore, there's no denying that their body and their mind is interpreting these past events as traumas to avoid. That's why for someone suffering with this, simple things like a door slamming or a startling loud noise can bring them right back to where that fear, that traumatic event first happened, where that fear was triggered. And that's why thinking about this trauma can cause them to relive that trauma, relive those fears. Their body responds to it, even though now it's only a perceived threat. This is also why with help, they can begin to work through the trauma, which is causing the subsequent imagined fears after the trauma has passed and thus overcome the fear. Are you with me? Our body's response, our biological response to fear is universal. We all have that across the board. So that stress, that overwhelm, that panic that you feel, that's your body's signal telling you, hey, danger ahead. You've heard me say this before, that stress and overwhelm are just symptoms. And that's exactly right. The problem is that not everything you feel stressed and overwhelmed by is an actual life-threatening situation. Most often, it's just a result of fear-based thinking patterns, which can cause you to stay stuck and playing small, as we often say in the entrepreneurial world. And these fear-based thinking patterns are often, not always, but very often based on a past trauma. The problem is, you're not always aware of what that trauma was. And it could have even been something small, maybe something like getting teased on the playground when you were five years old, something that you might not necessarily consider traumatic now, but at five, in your mind's interpretation, it was. So just like PTSD or anxiety or fear induced by trauma that we are aware of, your mind actually acts in a similar way based on a perception of fear induced by traumas, big or small, that you aren't aware of. And I use the word trauma really loosely here, okay? To your mind, it doesn't matter if the trauma is big or small. Any event that induces negative emotion can be traumatic to your brain. Your mind will interpret it in a similar way, causing you to feel fear or feel afraid and activate that fight or flight, which causes stress and overwhelm and anxiety. And this emotional response to fear is highly individual, which is what you need to learn how to tune into and pay attention to. Now, I know that you've all seen those memes on the internet saying things like, feel the fear and do it anyway, or fear, forget everything and run, or face everything and rise, or fear is nothing more than a state of mind, or maybe even those ones that say things like, 
Action cures fear. Do the thing you fear to conquer fear. Courage isn't the absence of fear, but it's a willingness to face it anyway. And whatever other variations of popular fear quotes you want to insert here. Yay! Double tap. Keep scrolling. That's all good and fine. It's nice to think about overcoming fear, living a life that's fearless or feeling invincible. But the reality is fear is incredibly complex. Some fears may be a result of experiences or trauma, while others may represent a fear of something else entirely, such as a loss of control. Still, other fears may occur because they cause physical symptoms, such as being afraid of heights, because they make you feel dizzy or sick to your stomach, even if you're watching a video or looking at a picture and you're actually not in danger, because again, your mind will perceive it the same way, whether it's real or imagined. And so although all of our bodies across the board share the same kind of physical reaction, fear can be perceived as either positive or negative depending on the individual. I mean, I'm sure you know some people in your life who maybe you would call them an adrenaline junkie, right? They might enjoy certain activities that make other people feel afraid, like skydiving or mountain climbing or other extreme sports that might excite them and petrify you. Or the opposite could be true. These so-called adrenaline junkies, maybe you're one of them, they might be fearless, right, when it comes to those things, but maybe they're deathly afraid of giving a speech on stage in front of 100 people, whereas that might be a piece of cake for you. Case in point, I hate roller coasters. I will not touch them with a 10-foot pole. You would have to knock me out and strap me in to get me to ride one. But I can get up on stage in front of hundreds or thousands of people and deliver a keynote without feeling like I'm going to die. So what really matters here today are not universal fears. I don't know if there's any universal fears, really, other than maybe having a gun held to your head or your life, your person threatened in some way. What really matters are your perceived fears and your unique emotional response to them. It doesn't matter if someone else doesn't share the same fear or fears as you. The only thing that matters is if you feel afraid or fearful. And that's what we're concerned about. That's what I want to begin to help you learn to identify how to get to the root of what's actually causing that fear. Okay, so let's say you have a fear of public speaking. And again, fear can stem from anything. It can be rational or irrational, but Yet, let's just use public speaking because it's an easy example. Now, to your body, whether you're actually standing on that stage or just thinking about standing on that stage, your heart might start racing. Maybe you get a little short of breath. Maybe you just feel this sudden sense of panic. What's interesting, though, is that in one scenario, you're actually doing the thing you're afraid of, standing on the stage, giving a speech. And in another scenario, you're just thinking about doing the thing you're afraid of. And that's when our minds will really start to run away from us. We'll talk ourselves out of doing something that maybe we really want because we feel a sense of fear just thinking about it. And that alone is enough to keep us stuck, frozen in our tracks, unable to move forward out of fear of what might happen if we do so, if we take action. So notice what's going on here. The fear we feel from thinking may feel so overwhelming that we do nothing. So we stay paralyzed out of fear. How many of your thoughts on a daily basis are fear-based? A lot of them, probably more than you think. This is why I teach my students how to recognize and stop fear-based thinking patterns before they start going back to the thing that caused the fear-based thought to begin with in the first place. How many of your thoughts on a daily basis are fear-based? I'd be willing to bet a lot of them probably more than you think, more than you're consciously aware of. 
And this is why I teach my students how to recognize and stop fear-based thinking patterns before they start by going back to the thing that caused the fear-based pattern to emerge in the first place. So let me give you an example. Third grade. When I was in the third grade, two of my classmates laughed at me when I told them that the topic I was going to stand up and present to the class that day was how to groom your horse in five easy steps. Now, I used to ride horses. I loved horses. Obsessed would be a very accurate word to use here. And I was so excited about this. I had prepared my presentation. I had my steps all laid out. And I was just delighted to be able to have this opportunity to get up in front of the class and to share my ideas and to really share something that I was passionate about. And before we were able to get up in front of the class, we had been split off into groups and we were to present that topic to our classmates. And when I started to present, those two boys looked and laughed at me. And this event haunted me for years, guys. In fact, I blocked this painful experience from my memory. And it wasn't even until a few weeks ago that I remembered it and realized why this event has kept me playing so small in my business. Now, maybe that sounds shocking because if you've been watching me here for a while, if you've been following me maybe on Instagram or hearing from me in your inbox every week now for a while, you'd probably think, Courtney, you play anything but small. But I don't want my news appearances, my podcast interviews, the fancy stages I speak on. Don't let any of that fool you. It's probably more accurate to say that I played it safe for fear of none other than being laughed at. And the feeling that deeper pain of embarrassment. This thing that happened to me, this event, this traumatic experience, which to my third grade nine-year-old mind was traumatic, has kept me playing on the safe side all these years, almost 30 years since. And this, my friend, is the power of our beliefs. But the funny thing is, our beliefs don't often show up as beliefs. They just show up as the way things are. In other words, the lens you're currently seeing life through is the lens maybe you've always seen life through. And sadly, for most people, they don't realize that they can change that lens. And where it gets dangerous is if we allow those fears to dictate how we act or more importantly, to let them keep us from taking action, that gets really, really dangerous and can send us down a wrong path. And as I always tell my students and clients on our retreats, in our programs, until you are able to shine a light on that fear and put a name to it and call it out for what it is and even begin to figure out what might have caused it in the first place, fear is always going to feel scary and it will always keep you stuck. Your mind will always want to run in the other direction. And it can show up in different ways. Some people will literally bog themselves down with busy work so that they feel like they are doing something when really that busy work is just a distraction from taking the action that they're afraid of taking. Other people might ignore it, try to work around it, focus on other projects or other things to avoid doing the thing they're afraid of. Still others will deny it. Some people might get overconfident in other areas of their life to avoid the sense of lack and insecurity they feel around the thing that they're afraid of. Going back to our public speaking example, someone who has a fear of public speaking might channel that into something like, writing. Maybe they start doing a lot of guest blogs or writing articles as a way to use their voice without having to step on a stage. That's the thing they really want to be doing, but they're afraid of it. So the writing becomes this way that they feed that desire, but it also becomes a crutch because it's keeping them from doing the thing they really want to do. Now, from the outside looking in, that's not necessarily a bad thing, 
What's bad is not recognizing the fear or acknowledging that it's just a perceived fear. It's only a rare few who can look that fear in the face and go and do it anyway. Why? Because number one, they've identified what the fear is. And number two, they recognize and acknowledge that it's a perceived fear. And these are the tools I want to give you today so that you can start identifying what fears are holding you back, why you have them, and begin to come to the realization that they are perceived and they are not real, which means you can begin to shift your thinking around them and work through them so that you can truly overcome them. Going back to my story that I just shared with you in the third grade, I've held on to a fear of being laughed at and the deeper pain of embarrassment. And unconsciously, my mind has tried to protect me from that all these years since by keeping me playing small, by not sharing my ideas, by thinking before I speak in order to make sure that when I speak, I really want to speak and not risk being laughed at. Yet once I realized that this was what had been causing me to play small out of this fear of being laughed at, I could look at that more objectively and see that that's a false fear. It's not a real fear. It's just a perceived fear. Yet it still showed up in my life and in my body through stress and anxiety of being vulnerable, sharing more of just the real me behind the scenes with the world. And I would often think twice before I did that and question and say things like, well, do people really want to see this? Do people really care about this? Do people really care about this part of my story? And that was just my mind's way of keeping me safe. And your mind does the same thing. Unconsciously, that's what our unconscious mind is designed to do. It's one of the things it's designed to do is to keep you safe. But often, its attempt to keep you safe also keeps you stuck. And this is why I want to help you tune into those fears that you might be feeling right now in your life, in your business, in your career, the things that keep getting pushed to the back burner, the things that you really want to take action on, but just haven't taken action on yet so that you can identify if it's a perceived fear and consciously work through it. Now, the process for doing this is really simple. It's similar to what you would see in the world of psychology, something that they call systematic desensitization. Say that five times fast. Okay, so let's say you are in treatment for a serious anxiety or fear-related illness. And in this treatment, you'd gradually be led through a series of exposure situations. That's what they call them. So for example, if you would have, say, a fear of snakes, maybe you would spend the first session talking about snakes. And then slowly, over subsequent sessions, you'd be led through looking at pictures of snakes, maybe playing with toy snakes, and eventually handling a live snake. And this is usually accompanied by learning and applying new coping techniques to manage the fear response, right? Your body's fight or flight response. And this is really great because we can follow a similar process for dealing with our fear. But I want to take it even one step deeper with you. Because what if you are able to get to the root of what caused your fear of snakes in the first place? Using fear of snakes as an example. Actually, let's use a better example. Let's say fear of asking for the sale or fear of pitching your product to that big influencer on Instagram or pitching yourself to get on that podcast you really want to get on. Pick a fear you have. Something you've been procrastinating is usually a great way to find one. 
What's that thing you keep pushing to the back burner on your to-do list? Even something like that workout class you never seem to make it to, that could have an underlying fear-based thought driving it. This is why our mastermind retreats are so powerful because we get to the root of all of this stuff. But for the sake of our purposes today, it's about identifying a fear, acknowledging it can be attached to a deeper root cause. Maybe you're not aware of that cause, just like I had that fear of being laughed at for almost 30 years, wasn't aware of it, yet still it affected me. And I want to give you four easy steps you can use to start uncovering and dismantling any fears you notice, any fears that pop up for you. Essentially, the steps to shine a light on that fear, to tune into what might be the root cause and to work through it to overcome it. First, you got to identify it. Identify it. What is the thing that you're afraid of? The next step is to get a little clearer on your feelings and thoughts around that thing. Journaling is a great way to do this. It helps you process through what you are actually feeling internally. And by taking those internal emotions and feelings and putting them out on paper gives your brain a more objective look at it, right? All of a sudden, it's not something you're carrying around inside of you anymore. It's something that's now outside of you on paper and you've got something to work with. And from there, step three, discuss it. Share those feelings, those thoughts with another person. This also helps you process on a deeper level. So a trusted friend, your significant other, your therapist, your coach. This is really important. Well-trained coaches can help you in this process. Ask any of my students and clients. They will tell you this is the kind of work that's most impactful and that helps them transform the most. And then the fourth step is to acknowledge and overcome. When you can acknowledge that the fear you're feeling is not real, then you can begin to overcome it. So let's say maybe that fear of asking for the sale. If you can identify where that fear is coming from, why you might be facing that fear, what that fear really is about. Is it about asking for the sale or is it about feeling rejected if someone tells you no? Is it actually about asking for the sale or is it about speaking up confidently to promote a product that you believe in? Is it actually a fear of being slimy or salesy or pushy? Or is it actually a fear of not wanting to appear that way to someone else? Get really clear. Identify it. Journal about it. Discuss it. And then acknowledge and overcome it. Because fear, my friends, isn't the problem. Waiting to stop feeling afraid is. Assuming your fears will never disappear. How long are you going to wait to move forward? We all feel fear. The real question is, will you let that fear stop you, especially now that you have the tools and resources and first steps you need to change this story? All right, guys, that does it for today. Now, if you would like more info on the programs and tools I have available to you on how you can really uplevel your entire life and dive deeper with me into topics like these so you can transform and grow and get rid of the things, the fears that are holding you back, just head to CourtneyElmer.com slash uplevel for all the info there. I appreciate you guys so much. I love hearing what you guys have to say about the show. And as always, go forth and live your effortless life. See you next time. If you have a message to share and you want to reach a wider audience with it, then have you ever considered hosting a podcast? I'm going to be hosting another focus group soon where you can work directly with me to learn how to create, launch, and leverage your message into a highly profitable podcast 
and positions you as a credible leader in your industry. Plus, I'm going to show you what Google doesn't teach you about podcasting, like how to rank on Apple and land in the top spots in your category like Jess did when she launched her show and landed number eight in marketing, or like Catherine did when she landed in number three in performing arts. Doors to this program are opening again soon. And when you head to CourtneyElmer.com slash effortless podcasting, you can get on the wait list and find out if this program would be a right fit for you. It's not for everyone, but here's what I can promise you. If you do decide to work with me, I'm going to teach you how to create, launch, and leverage a highly profitable show that generates a whole lot of traffic and sales for your business and helps you get your message in front of more people. That's CourtneyElmer.com slash effortless podcasting. CourtneyElmer.com slash effortless podcasting. As you might have heard me mention inside this episode, if you want to join me for our next live workshop where I'm going to show you how to avoid the biggest mistakes that cause most podcasts to fail within the first 12 months and literally walk you through the exact framework that we teach our students to launch their shows in the top 100 and convert more of their listeners to clients, just go to the effortlesslife.co forward slash podcast workshop. That's the effortlesslife.co forward slash podcast workshop. <laughs> 